When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, everybody. Welcome to Backstage. I am your host today, the one and only Ben. Uh, Our friend Ben Bateman is resting up, and if you saw his Twitter slash Instagram post, he is feeling good. Uh, uh, That big old smile on his face, I think he is well resting and feeling absolutely zero pain and i'm honestly a little bit jealous uh i could use some of those meds as well but we have a very awesome lineup today we've got robert from late to the party because we have some big fcl matches going on today at 3 p.m pacific time so make sure you guys check that out and after that i'm probably gonna have a little bit of time in between robert and bibiani to talk about that inner geekdom championship and then we've got william the beast bibiani joining me to talk about his championship team's match of shazam versus lightning time which is this friday on the pay-per-view join the patreon today guys patreon.com slash schmodown at the ten dollar level to get every single patron, uh, every single pay-per-view, every single match early. That's the level you want to be at. But without further ado, let me introduce someone that I feel does not get the credit that they deserve. They were the original fan reactors. They are what everybody who got drafted this year, everybody in the FCL aspires to be from becoming a fan to being one of the most well-known, well-liked, and respected players in the game and that is rob oh oh we only have robert okay um okay anyways uh robert from late to the party vanessa couldn't make it i'm sorry guys i apologize robert how you doing bud i'm only getting one ben as well <laughs> yeah, know, and not right? my not my favorite ben but that's okay <laughs> it's I'll settle tough, for man. the goddard you know it, it's uh you know the, the panini has been like you know discounting all our favorite things lately <laughs> so it's okay but robert how you doing how you feeling about today not too bad, man. And yeah, today, I mean, it's it's been a long time coming. Uh, as many of those fans aspiring to get into the Schmodown know, it is a lot of work to be a part of the Schmodown, especially if you want to be uh, one of the higher level competitors, uh, just in regards to studying, in regards to uh, promos, thinking of what you're going to, you know, say and do just in terms of having to prep for a fight like this, because it's, it's a show, you got to be entertaining, you got to have fun at the same time, you don't want to screw up and invest all your time in that. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, a lot of the fan reactors, a lot of the after shows, and the competitors know it is so much work to uh, get into the schmodown to compete in the schmodown. And it is a breath of fresh air to be able to sit back and kind of watch it all go down. But today is the day uh, where we finally say adieu to the movie trivia showdown. And it's crazy. It's crazy that, you know, four years later, over four years later, we're finally at this point. 
Now, what made you, you guys have been such a huge part of this community for so long. What made you guys want to go out this way? Because I know I've competed against both of you in like the video chronic quizzes. Sure. Uh, one day I'll beat you in the office. One day I've lost to Vanessa the first time, Robert the second time. I only two lost. Yeah. Sure. How, somehow I manage. <laughs> oh, that close. That close, Robert. That close. But what made you guys want to? Is it always something you guys have talked about? Like who would win in a like you know an official schmodown match or an FCL match? What made you guys want to go out like this? Well, I mean, personally, going out was just kind of uh, technically in our heads. We were kind of pondering it back when we were in the schmodown. Yeah, when we got picked up for uh, the usual suspects in the den. And then I ended up playing a match. I lost to Jeff Snyder, who had a hell of a run in the tournament. But then Vanessa never got a match. And for some reason in the Schmodan, that's just how it happens. If you don't show up and win, or there isn't a spot for you, you tend to just kind of fade out. And I felt like that was the moment that we were going to just fade out of the Schmodan. And when it came to the FCL, uh, the opportunity that arose to, hey, here's where we can go do some damage, uh, maybe build back some of that uh, confidence that we lost, you know, after losing so much in the Schmodown. Great matches and and some very narrow losses, but either way, we we have L's uh, on the board when it comes to the Schmodown. So going into the Schmodown, there was a point where we were doing pretty good but then there was a crossing point where do we keep going? Because trust me, we talked to PLD, we talked to Brad. There was a very lengthy and uh, probably awesome path that we could have carved out with late to the party going forward into some of the title runs. And it that point where we realized, man, this we're staring down the beast of a hell of a ride that I just we don't have the time for we don't have the energy for because of what we do with late to the party on the channel mm-hmm. anybody who runs their own channel know how much work that is and dedication and there was just no way we could fit the template of what they had in mind so all the stars just kind of lined up to this was the moment where we need to basically get out of the game but we go out on a way that would make it meaningful for both both Vanessa and myself and that's competing against each other because I'm not going to lie not once did I ever think oh let's see who's the best of the two yeah partly because Vanessa and I have played each other on the Schmodown reactions almost 200 episodes on our channel of me playing Vanessa and she whooped my butt and I whooped hers multiple times it just depends so when they brought it to us hey how about you and Vanessa going out against each other uh, in in the FCL pay-per-view, you know, the big event, uh, Warfare, it, it just, it was light went off in my head, like, oh, dang, like, that is kind of kismet, like, we are so evenly matched, this is the way we go out, so I give all the credit to PLD, Brad, and the gang over at the FCL for making this as ceremonial as a send-off as it is, that I just, I didn't have the vision or the the time and energy to realize how big of a, a moment that this match is. Now you're four and O in the FCL, correct? Uh, I think it's three and O. I'm pretty sure it's three and O. Is it three, Dwayne? Do you know? 
three no yeah so is there any kind of i know you guys are like you guys are reacting to everything new stuff and on top of that you know what we do in the shadows old episodes doing you know shows that you're catching up on right and i know like you recently went full-time with with the channel so i realized what that workload is like correct but is there any kind of not regret because I feel like that's too strong, but maybe like FOMO about, oh my gosh, I'm one match away from being a champion. Like, is there anything that's like being like, uh, maybe I look at next season or, you know, like keep that, that foot in the door a little bit. Sure. Not going to lie. Give you a little behind the scenes. I thought it would be one match. No, there was a hell of a ride that they wanted to put me through to get to a title. And yeah, it was, it was a a little lengthy battle and it would have been badass to actually go through and lay waste the way that I was, you know, talking up in the beginning. Like it would have been a little bit of a fight to get to that point versus just, oh, I'm the next one to go for the title, which you would have figured with my record and being number one, that that would have happened. But the FCL, it's about long game, long term. uh, And I feel like that is the proper way to approach it not, you know, just short and sweet fast food type deal. Let's play this out and let's get to a bigger climactic ending. And because of that, that was where we really had that discussion uh, on where we needed to to step out and not do it um, because it would have been a hell of a fight to just get to a title belt. So no, I, I, and I, I, I've said it in the past. I'm not real big in terms of like invested in belts because when I look at who are the belt holders, you've got amazing competitors that are mm. savants when it comes to recall, memory, and retention. I don't have that, man. I partied way too much, you know, in, in college <laughs> and still kept going. And so my brain is just, uh, it, my memory is not as strong as it was four years ago, um, especially as things get legalized in our region. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I, I just know that I am not one of those belt holders that are super dedicated and capable of just dominating. And there's plenty of them to go around that are going to be coming in the FCL. And there's currently some in the FCL as it is right now. Now, are we talking five and a, like how, like how long of a path? Cause like, that's got me curious because I, you know, they've, you've got today, you've got, you know, Travis Fishburne playing this is a flirt and flouse for sure. the title. You've got Alex Marzonia versus Maxwell playing for, you know, their next up in line, the winner of that game. Correct. So are we talking 5-0, and 6-0, and 7-0 and that then you would have gotten your shot? No, there would have been a tournament. And uh, yeah, I, uh, there would have been a tournament involved. And I don't recall if it was there was a tournament involved and then I'd fight the tournament or I would be in the tournament and make my way there, which would have been like three or four more matches. So, I mean, wow. just a tournament alone ends yeah, up adding... Lot. It, it adds a lot. And I've done two tournaments. Granted, you know, we didn't get far in either of them, but we made a big name for ourselves for one of the tournaments with Bibiani and, and Whitney. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the tournaments are fun, but you got it. You got it's stressful. It is stressful. It is uh, very, uh, it beats you down when it comes to just winning a, a match uh, and then having to go and do it again. So, uh, it great again, again, plans changed, you know, that may end up coming down in the, the future, but it did look like a longer path for me to go to the belt. And again, um, I wasn't real dedicated in the sense that I needed to have the belt. I want to have the belt. I just wanted to play the flouse. Like, I don't even yeah. care if he had the belt. I wanted to play as a flirt and flouse. 
Um, but it didn't look like that was going to happen. And so, you know, you got to dangle a, a carrot in front of your horse to get to the end of the race. And I felt like, you know, at this point, three and O, which balances out, I think the three, uh, what was it like three and one and three? I don't know how it works. I don't know. I think Alex sports. is three and O and Maxwell is three and one. I believe sure. someone in but, chat will correct me. But in the Schmodown, I had as many losses as I had wins and like the SCL. Yeah. So for me, I broke even, man. It's like Jerry, I break even. So yeah. if I broke even, that was good enough for me. Uh, I'm not really into the accolades and the trophies, you know, it's about the fun. I want the matches to be entertaining. I want the matches to be fun. I want to win. And I'm going to try my damnedest to win every single one. Uh, but all in all, it's about having a good time playing these games. And I've had a hell of a time playing the games in the FCL. Um, and in, in the Schmodown, man, they were more nail biting and stressful. But over in the FCL, man, it's, it's really where you can kind of let your hair down and have a good time. And I felt like I had a good time. Um, so now it's time to, to walk away so others can come in and have a blast instead. Now you late to the party has been around for so long. And I want to ask you about that of like, just like the seed change that you've seen in the Schmodown, because when you guys came in, you guys, you guys were like, you know, like the real rejects and you know, the wild berries all about the fun, the entrances, the costumes, sure. just the ridiculousness, the showmanship of this game. And now there is still that I'm not saying there's not that, but there's sure. also hardcore study sessions you got to know if you get spinner's choice, you got to go eight for eight or, you know, like, you know, 12 for 12. And so there's got to be with what is been hinted at in the future of the Schmodown and possibly the FCL. I know the FCL doesn't have factions, but with the Schmodown going less faction heavy, you know, we're cutting down on factions. We're having like, you know, the rogue free agents possibly. Is there any way you guys show up like in a surprise match to play the wild berries or the real rejects, like have this grand entrance? I, at this point, no. I mean, we playing the wild berries was by far one of the best moments of yeah. our Schmodown career. Uh, and we lost, we lost to the wild berries, man. But oh, it was a hell of a match. And, and that was it, like for the wild berries. Actually, the matches that were taped aired out of order from when they were taped. So technically, I believe we were the last ones to play the wild berries um, before their demise. So yeah. it aired that the opposite way, but getting to actually play the lot, be one of the last teams to play the wild berries was so great. And now with the real rejects, like we love Greg and John and Greg and John have been so similar to us in terms of just, you know, we're in it for the fun but I do feel like Schmodown has has gone more competitive. If we were to come back for some sort of specialty match, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if it would end up being at a pay-per-view because you need the space for the hot topics. You need the space for the challenges to the title. You need those slots for those that are scrapping to get their name carved in the Mount Rushmore that is the Schmodown. So uh, at this point, no, I don't see us coming back uh, for anything other than, you know, maybe a super silly fun match with the Wildberries and the Real Rejects, a triple threat type deal. But no, it's not in the cards at the moment. Uh, our, our, our past. So I'm going to be like Uncle Rico going back and watching our videotapes. You guys want to see <laughs> one of my videos? Like, I'm going to have, go back to the tape I would hit to that five-pointer over them yeah. mountains right there. <laughs> no doubt. I'd have taken state. But yeah, no, I feel like, 
Uh, it's it's done, man. Like I said, almost 200 episodes of Schmodown Reactions on our channel of me and Vanessa sitting on a couch, you know, playing this game over and over and over and just nail biting competitiveness between us every single time we played. Um, I, I we've gotten our fill, I feel, of the Schmodown. And, mm -hmm. you know, who's to say, man, we could be like Terry Funk coming back out of retirement every, you know, three months. You know, it's, it's Terry Funk passed yet. Rest in peace if he did, man, because <laughs> that dude was an animal and there was no way he was going down. Um, but at this point, there is no uh, intention of returning to the Schmodown uh, and to the, the FCL because there's just way too much goods out on the battlefield right now and all these people need to get a shot and show what they can do and they're doing it right now as you they see really are match. and you know especially with so many people going down to the fcl next year uh because factions are getting smaller like you know i don't i don't have the the master plan that christian does i honestly don't know what's going to happen but i know he wants to move away from factions so we can get these specialty matches and you know not everyone's like oh well that's worth two points and a knockout's worth three and you know so I understand that for sure, for storyline purposes. Absolutely. Is there, what's the thing you're going to miss about this? Like, you know, the FCL, the Shimona, what's the thing you're going to miss the most? You know, it comes down to when the work is done. So for instance, we shot a, a promo Vanessa and I did for um, the leading into this battle between me and Vanessa at warfare mm -hmm. and, you know, the prep, and the writing and thinking of what's going to, what is it going to be? That stuff sucks. Like, I hate that. Like the brainstorming sessions and what costumes are we going to pick and having to piece it all together. Yeah. I don't miss that. I don't miss prepping and putting everything together, but once it's built and done and you get to walk through those curtains or you get to pop in and do your, do your thing and watch it and yeah. see everybody having a good old time. Like that is what I miss, man. When we did the whole Wayne's world thing and we got everybody in the studio to come running out when we did the weekend at Bernie's and we had PJ Campbell and Alex Marzonia before right? they were names before y'all knew who they were coming out out doing a conga line with us for weekend at bernie's too like those are the moments that i'm gonna miss the most was the fun that we had yeah. you know sitting across the table from mark riley clark wolf team action and uh you know william bibiani and and whitney and man it's it's been a hell of a ride a hell of a fun time and entertaining just for us man a lot of the stuff we do on our channel and film is because we like it we want to see it we want to enjoy it and man did we enjoy the hell out of those moments but that's what i'm gonna miss is being in the moment and and playing the game and having a hell of a time against a competitor who's there for hopefully the same thing not so much anymore now they're in it for the gold they're in it for the victory yeah um but yeah it was fun you know to be in it for the game what is your favorite? Because like I, I have my favorite late to the party moment, and that's when you go up to the wheel. Do I spin from the pegs uh, as you're dressed as Wayne? <laughs> right. Like, no. Right. Denied. That's, Denied. That's easily my favorite late to the party moment of all time. Because like as a fan at the time, I was like, that was, it was so effortless, and the announcers didn't even know what you were gonna say, and sure. it got such a great reaction. Right. What's your favorite like moment that you've had? In the Schmodown, uh, I mean, there's so there's such a collection of of amazing moments, and I gotta say, the one that sticks out to me the most is from our first match. It was when we mm -hmm. were playing against Team Action, and you've got Andrew Guy and you've got Ben Bateman, 
and these guys were just dominating at that point hell of a of a show that they were giving us complete a-holes but they knew their stuff and there was a couple zingers that i that got thrown back into the face of team action while we were playing and it got christian to almost do a spit take uh to where he was drinking his water and you see it like it cuts back to him and he's he's like holding it back in the whole crowd lost it and it was uh they you know team action did the thing where you who's we don't know your name jessica you know they don't know people's names and somebody said robert has not missed said ken knapsack and they're just like who's robert and at that point i hadn't missed one question i still don't miss a question in round one i'm the second person ever to get a perfect score in round one tim franco's the third person but the first person in singles and i raise my hand casually and i lean into the mic and i say the one kicking your ass everyone lost it at that point and christian almost did a spit take you see team action kind of like <laughs> oh damn character <laughs> yeah like oh damn this came out of nowhere and then it got cut out of the episode. You can see it in our reaction, but it got cut out of the episode. But Ben uh, Andrew goes to spin the wheel and it doesn't go all the way around. And I say, would you like Vanessa to spin that for you? And everybody <laughs> lost it. And you hear Christian Ruvo Cabo going, oh, oh, oh. And if you watch the match, you can hear like one last, oh. But for time's sake, they cut it out. Yeah. And those moments with team action by far are like my favorite moments. Because growing up, not a confident guy. I was kind of a hermit, kind of quiet. I watched a lot of movies. Nobody knew what the yeah. hell I was talking about half the time. So to be able to go, you know, tit for tat with these guys that are, you know, just Adonis, you know, they're they're amazing yeah. competitors. They look good. They're styling. They got that Tom Cruise factor. Um, to be able to go against these guys in movie trivia and have those moments, those are my favorites for sure. Yeah, those are like those moments like you think of in like the shower after you have sure. your argument. And you're like, oh man, if I would have just said I'm kicking your ass right now, <laughs> that would have been so good. Sure. Uh, but like the fact that you got those in, especially Correct. especially at the height of team action when yep. they were just like the the playground bullies sure. wearing suits and everything. So like everybody wanted to have that zip and that comeback. And that's just so great. So talking about like these other matches today. So you got the number one contender match. Now you already defeated Maxwell, correct? Correct. And Alex Marzoni is three and oh, he's, he's been ducking your calls, dodging you. He's obviously scared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Alex. Um, but who do you have in this number one contender match to play either Zaflirt and Floss or Travis Fishburne? Yeah, man, it's a, it's definitely going to be a, a scrap between the two because I've seen Max, you know, head on i've stared down the the eyes of max haddad and it's it is definitely scary because you know mm-hmm. it's one of those situations where you, you can't miss and if he misses it's because you really hit a blind spot it's yeah. kind of the same for me but for the most part i just again horrible at retention so sometimes the easiest names will just flow it out of my mind and i won't remember now when it comes to alex though like marzonia man uh, he is a musician those musicians are savants when it comes to just memory and recall so i feel like there is a lot of that coming into play uh and then 
you know, you've got Max, Tony award-winning Max Haddad, right. you know, who's definitely no slouch when it comes to the musical aspects of things. So man, it's so tough. And I got to say, I'm sticking with my Enya brother. It's got to be Marzonia, partly because I beat you, Max. So I don't want Nash. you to win the belt. Uh, I, I need I need Alex Marzonia. He's in multiple of our entrances in the Schmodown. So he is. Uh, yeah, it's got to be Alex Marzonia, hopefully taking this one. Uh, to take on the 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 champion or whoever walks away uh, at the end of it. Hopefully it's the flash still. I hope he just proves everybody wrong. You know, I'm really I'm really hoping for that too. I sure. I, I love Zafrot and Flaus. I've got all of his records. Uh, yes, <laughs> records. I don't have CDs. You know, physical media, guys. Keep your I'm physical cool. media. Yeah. Um. Uh, did you ever want to? Because you know, Travis Fishburne is the only four and FCL player. Is there any kind of like, you know, with Alex is undefeated, Travis undefeated, would you just wish you could have like just stuck your foot on and be like, ah, let me beat you real quick. And then, you know, then you can have your belt match. No, no. Like, honestly, man, (laughs) uh, walking away with like a, a, you know, a whole bunch of wins and, and just, you know, a couple of them ran off to the showdown. It's like, okay, well, yeah, this is nice. You know, the back is nice. I'm okay with this. So no, like there isn't really like this, this itch that I have to just get in there and like uh, uh, OCD. I've got OCD for certain things, but when it came to losing a whole bunch in the beginning, like it kind of took the wind out of my sails in terms of, I need to have a perfect record. I need to wipe everybody to zero and I got to keep the wins. Like, no, I got humble pretty damn quick, you know, losing our very first match uh, against team action. Barely, they had to beat the points record to beat us, but you know, it, 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 it was something that didn't really weigh on my mind too heavy yeah. um, because again, I'm in it for the fun. So it, had I lost all the last three matches, um, I'd be comparing it to the Shimoda and be like, all right, it's pretty much the same thing. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a good time because that's how I stay sane and not yeah. kick myself. Oh yeah. Hey, trust me. You're talking to an own four competitor this year, uh, Robert. So I know how that feels, man. Yeah. I've been there. So before we get you out of here, because I want you know, that nice zen out before your big match today at 3 p.m., what what's in the on the future for the Late to the Party channel? What do you guys got cooking? So, I mean, it's going to be a huge fall winter for us mm-hmm. just because we have been diving into more show reactions. Our Squid Game reactions just dominated nice. on our channel. We're going to get into more South Korean films, some Japanese uh, television. Um, we're going to dive deep into a lot of the things that we're late to the party on. Uh, and yeah, so it's it's going to be pretty heavy coming up here pretty soon, starting with Doctor Who in October, and then it's just going to be nonstop reactions all the way through forever. So yeah. I don't know. We take breaks when we can. Uh, movie reactions are now something that we're into. So you're going to see a lot of things popping up on the channel. We're this close to 100k. So we need people to sub, get us up yes. there, push us across that line so we can get that, you know, play button. But, you know, all that was definitely thanks to the Schmodown community, to the Schmodown itself, to Christian Harloff, to the Collider, former Collider gang. Before that, the AMC gang. Because mm-hmm. honestly, man, when it comes down to this game, it's about confidence and it's about, you know, rubbing elbows with people that are like you. And I felt like when we found this community uh, in the Schmodown, there were everybody was so similar to us and how we grew up and how we just think about things in terms of film uh, and playing, you know, movie trivia against our yeah. friends. So um, all the future people coming into the Schmodown, man, uh, we're so happy 
that you guys have taken this mantle and ran with it and kept that community strong. And we appreciate everybody for allowing us to come into this community. It's not like we're gone either. We're just not playing in the game. So we're still watching the matches. We're still, you know, enjoying the after shows. And uh, it's, it's definitely, um, it's meaningful to be yeah. part of such an amazing community like the, the Schmodown community that we've been in thus far. Are you guys going to be there at Spectacular in December? We're not, uh, just partly because, like I said, December. It's time yeah, to get to work. Busy time. December is definitely, uh, and we've done that too. We've been at Eric's house, you know, cutting videos and trying to edit and upload and get things done while we're out there. And man, it's it's tough because you miss out on on one of the big things that we cover, and it it affects the bottom line pretty heavily. It does for sure. If you it's don't all, get it out, so quick. it's such. I don't want to call it like a cutthroat business, but it's sure. all like how fast you can get something up Correct. and be the first that you know the top recommendation on the YouTube page. It's Absolutely. crazy. It's insane. Absolutely. But Robert, I'm gonna get you out of here. Uh, thank you guys so much for everything you have done for this Schmodown community for the FCL. You guys are one of the pillars, and I hope you guys realize that of how important you are to this community. And I hope to see you like see you guys around either at live events in the chat room however you guys want to be part of this community you are always so so welcome we have a stream stream chat super chat whatever they're called from oh god it's from pld uh <laughs> just want to give major props to robert and vanessa they made it very easy to work with and we're definitely going to miss them next season and i know that's all you guys because pld is one of the toughest people to work with and he's just he's just so difficult <laughs> He's, he won't budge on anything, but yes, like nothing but good things can be said about late to the party and uh, we're all going to miss you. And that's for sure. So make sure you guys check out their retirement match. I know I'm going to be there for sure as well. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a time for sure. All right. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Thanks. Later. All righty, guys, we've got a little bit of time before Bibbs joins us to talk about his five round lightning time match. Uh, which I'm very much looking forward to because, you know, the more lightning time wins, the more our one point loss looks better uh, from me and Paul Preston. I'll just got to say that off the bat. Um, but lightning time has been on a heck of a run and Shazam, I believe, you know, like their, their phrase goes, they only lose it spectacular. So they are one win away from possibly playing it. Spect well, definitely playing it spectacular, but one possible win. But also, I do want to briefly go over the Inner Geekdom five-round match between Mike, the Killer Kalinowski, and Amaru Moses. It was our last um, Scum and Villainy match. Hopefully, we get to play there again because it's such a great venue. Uh, JC, who I believe is playing in the Star Wars Championship today against Brennan Marr. Uh, is that correct, Dwayne? That is correct. Nice. So that's another big match coming up. The Star Wars champion who uh, allowed us to use the Scum and Villainy Cantina. Like, great service, great host, just awesome people overall. And I, it wouldn't be unfair to say that Mike was the heavy favorite because he's Mike. He's, you know, a three-time Intergeekdom champion. He just defended the belt against uh, one of the greatest players out there as well in Chandru, the only other person to defend the Intergeekdom belt. He, it was a pretty sound victory that Mike had against Chandru. And so Amru coming up, beating uh, Moose Haas, beating uh, Jesse Swift, and beating my teammate Saul, just TKO'd him at collision. Amru was an underdog. And that's not an insult to say. I know Sam is against the whole underdog routine, but it's not an insult to say Amru's an underdog to Mike Kalinowski, who's 
probably on, you know, Mount Rushmore, whatever you guys, however you guys want to rank Mike, he might be number two to Dan Merle. However you guys want to rank him. It's always so subjective when you rank Schmodown players, you know, some it's recency bias, however you guys want to do it. But Amru came out swinging in this match. And I do want to start with that. I believe they ended up eight to eight, but it was really round two where Mike, I think, goes 9 for 10, and Amaru spins Middle Earth and goes a perfect 10 for 10, just dominating the round. Both of them bet three. Both of them get three points. But, man, the speed round is where Amaru came to play, and that was the most impressive thing, is that Amaru beating Mike Kalinowski, who has beaten Rachel Cushing because of the speed round, beaten Chandru because of the speed round, that is where Mike excels. That's where he comes to play. That's where games have been changed. Championship matches have been changed for Mike because inner geekdom is such a tight uh, division where one misstep here and there, one, you know, mispronounced word, misspelled word could mean the difference. The speed round is where Mike has really beaten a lot of the best competitors and Amru beat him to the punch for lack of a better term. So Amru is up by, I believe, three points going into the final, the final round and misses his two-pointer. It was, I will say, it's, it was on the tougher end of a two-pointer, but it was still gettable. And so, you know, Mike Kalinowski missing a two-pointer in a five-round championship match, it was very surprising. But he hit the three, Amru hit the two to go back ahead, and Mike hit the five. Now it's up to Amru to hit the three-pointer to tie it and the five-pointer to win. The three-pointer, I thought if he would have, I don't know, I can't remember how many repeats he had, and I don't want to question his gameplay because Amru is playing for a five-round championship match. His gameplay has obviously been good enough to get him there, um, but maybe taking a little more time to try it. And then the five-pointer, the five-pointer was ridiculously hard. It was a ridiculously hard five-pointer, but that's what the Intergeekdom League is about, the Intergeekdom Division. I know Christian hates when we say league. So Schmodown League is the Intergeekdom Division. But Amru proved his worth for sure. I think everyone thought, I don't know if everyone thought this was going to be a runaway match, but I think everyone had Mike as the heavy favorite, and Mike had to sweat it out. The match was out of his control. The match was out of his control at that point where he's like, I just have to pray Amru misses this question, these two questions, and that's a place you never want to be in. You always want to be in control of the match to hit, you know, a five-pointer was always going to be answered in this match to either to win or to keep the game going, but you don't want to be the one to like just waiting for your fate to be sealed by someone else. And, you know, I now we've got Mike versus Robert Parker coming at, uh, at Spectacular, and... Mike's got to be the favorite, two-time defending now. But, man, it's going to be a match. I think this is the match we all wanted. And Now, if Amru had won, he'd earned it. Because Amru beating Mike Kalinowski, one of the legends in the game, he would have earned this spectacular match, and no one could have said a thing. And thank you, Abby, for the compliment on my Ray cutout. That shoulder. Yeah, thank you. Um, but, Man, uh, the match, Robert has been the quote-unquote golden child, the chosen one to take this inner geekdom league for two seasons now, and he'll finally get his chance. And the fact that it's going to be at Spectacular, it's going to be in front of a ruckus crowd, I'm very, very, very excited to see this match. And I'm wondering who you guys have in this match, because I feel like it's a toss-up now. 
Granted, Mike is probably the 51-49 favorite, and he's taken down. Like, you know, he took down Chandru, who was literally the chosen one. He took down Smets in a three-round match and one of the most famous Schmodown moments ever. So Mike has reason to be the favorite, not just because he's the champion. There's a lot of up-and-coming rookies that he's been like, nope, I'm going to take him down anyways because that's just what I do. And I'm very excited to see this match, and I hope you guys are too. But for now, we're going to talk about a different five-round match if he's available. I see that he's in the Zoom call, but let's see if he turns his camera and unmutes. We've got Shazam versus Lightning Time. Now, I don't know where... Hello there! Welcome to the show, William Bibbiani. Hey, everybody. How you doing? I'm great. How are you doing, Bibbs? I am... You know, it is a hectic time at the Schmodown. Everything is just coming together all at once we got tournaments that are playing multiple tournaments uh, we're defending a belt i'm still in the singles tournament the kid is still in the singles tournament uh it is a crazy hectic time and i am flattered that you invited me onto backstage but i'll be honest i gotta get back to studying so how you doing what do you want to talk about we got 20 minutes 15 <laughs> if we're lucky i totally understand because it's you've fine. got a championship match You've got a singles tournament. Who are you playing in the singles tournament next? I believe it's uh, uh, David Del Rio. Uh, has just defeated James White. And now I am up against uh, uh, that person who they they are having one hell of a season, aren't they? Oh, yeah. And yeah. I wonder who. How do you feel enough? about that? You know what? It's. It's tough because I always say that, you know, Thomas Harper just won the Star Wars belt. And the reason why he won is because of Ross, because Ross was in there in the stream yard and the Zoom calls, you know, drilling Thomas, studying him up. And it it's a tough thing to say because I'm not not happy for David, because the more he wins, the more I look like a genius for drafting him. Honestly, (laughs) he was he would have been the steal of the draft, but. I mean, he's mm, having a run. I think right the steal of the draft right now might be Nikki DiMolante at this point. Weren't they oh, like a second to right. last round pick? Yeah. And now they just another killing it. So yeah, was yeah. yeah, it wasn't even like on the it wasn't even on the stream. Like yeah, it was yeah. like a tweet draft. Uh, so yeah. yeah, Josh Horowitz is up there. There's so many yeah. underdog picks that people just didn't expect or went under the radar. But how are you feeling about this upcoming match? I'm not gonna lie, I have had. Uh, a lot of anxiety dreams about the Schmodown lately. Uh, there's a lot of really talented people out there. David Del Rio is one of those interesting competitors where, you know, he, I don't think he's ever had like a perfect game or anything like that, but he's exceptionally good at hanging in there and forcing mm-hmm. his opponents to stay at the top of the game consistently. It doesn't matter yeah. if you're up at the end of round one, he can still destroy you in round three. And I think that's what's really uh, interesting about him. I think it's really exciting about him to watch. But uh, to play him, I'm like, okay, cool. This is great for me. Someone who's unpredictable and plays the game weird. This is awesome. Um, now, is there enough, like, study tape on him for you to He's get, been around oh, for a while. I, his yes. first match, I think, was against Whitney Seibold, and he pretty much creamed him. And I've been vowing revenge ever since. Uh, but, uh, you know, and that playful... Yes. But regardless, I knew when I saw him beat Whitney, and Whitney is one of the unluckiest players the Schmodown has ever seen. He's incredibly intelligent. He knows as much trivia or more than I do, and he just never quite had the breaks. It happens. It stinks. But yeah. to see him just like beaten so resoundingly by David Del Rio uh, made me realize that this is someone who, on a good day, could defeat almost anybody. So once again, I am in a position where I, you know, I don't 
when you've been playing long enough and you've had a decent enough career that you've you're you have more wins than losses uh you you no longer play easy opponents yeah you just don't uh and that's the problem because uh after a while there's a lot of incredibly talented people at the schmodown but it reaches like a point where everyone is more or less as good as one another maybe they're better at different things but once you're playing the upper echelon of the schmodown it's all about who has a better day that day yeah and so i'm at a point now where every single person i play no matter how confident i am in my film knowledge they could beat me that day and i have to train just as hard for a david del rio as i would have to train for a dan morrow so i have been studying that game tape i have some ideas of what he's good at i have some there's definitely some consistency to uh what he seems to be focusing on uh but that's another thing where like all that studying all that practice all mm. that knowing like oh yes they're really really good at these slices uh you, you only get a couple of spins to take advantage of that and that's yeah chance. you get into like oh yes I know that they've memorized every single Kevin Hart movie. Yes, and they're extra good at spy movies. And then they spin Nicolas Cage. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and on some level, there's always an element of luck involved. So you, you, but the point isn't that you can control the game. The point is that you were trying to maximize your opportunity for success. You're trying to make it more likely that it will go your way. It's not about, there are no guarantees, but you try. So I have been studying really, really hard for David Del Rio. I'm not anticipating an easy match. And um, I'm very excited. I I love playing this game. I even love playing the game when there's a whole bunch of matches crammed together. I got David Del Rio and I got lightning time. I'm like, ah, crap. Like, that's a lot to keep in my head. But at the very least, I'm operating at like peak trivia brain right now. Yeah. You know, because I'm just constantly focusing on this right now. It's not like I played a match and then I take two months off and I don't really have an opportunity to focus on it very much. I am just on it and I have been in peak trivia brain ever since we found out we were playing lightning time, basically. I've just been like, okay, so this is what I'm doing for the next month or two. Now, I'm not asking you to look too far ahead because you've got two very tough opponents ahead of you. But you just saw Griffin Newman, unfortunately, KO your faction mate, Josh Horowitz. And then you have Paige Fabretti, possibly with the upset of the season, beating Ben Bateman. Oh, yeah. You've got them, one of the winner of them waiting for you in the final four if you yes. win this match. If so have you thought about that at all? Two yes. very good rookies. I, I, I look at the Schmodown tournaments when like you actually have a general sense of if you win this match, who are you going to play next? Uh, the way that Hollywood looks at sequels, which is yeah. that everyone will tell you, oh yeah, we're only focusing on one movie right now. But you also know that if the movie is successful, that you want to leave something yes. like, to build on for a sequel, because obviously you would like to make another Batman movie. You would like to make another RoboCop or whatever. Uh, so... I'm trying not to focus on studying for anyone else right now, but I am focusing on making sure I'm watching all of their matches, making sure I'm familiar with what they can do as a competitor, what they've shown that they've, they're capable of. Um, and um, yeah, but I, I need to keep all of my focus on Del Rio while I'm about to focus on, while I'm about to play face Del Rio. Yeah. However, once that match is decided, then it becomes, depending on how the scheduling works out, if I, play del rio first i guess whatever but like once that match is decided then it becomes all about okay 
I guess I'm playing Paige now. I guess I got to focus on every single thing Paige is good at. Is there a Boston slice? Yeah. I mean, there's uh, no? Matt and Ben. Okay, there is Matt and Ben. I guess that's true. I guess that counts. I guess that's the closest thing we got. Uh, and then if it's Griffin, and I, I'm not counting out Paige here. Paige is no, no, no. An absolutely incredible competitor. I don't think, I think they both have like one perfect game each. Like they're, that's, they're both really, really good rookies. Um, Paige could absolutely take out Newman, but Newman is looking really hot right now. And obviously after what he did, after what Griffin Newman did to Josh Horowitz, you'd better believe that he is on my radar and in my sights. Yes. Because I obviously, if I get there, I'm going to, it's interesting. He has faced nothing, but uh, uh, he has not faced any of the established long-term veterans of the game. He played video drew and video drew gave him some real trouble. Did. When he's facing rookies, or when he's facing someone who has only ever had like the, it was Mark Hoyk's first singles match. Yeah, you know that's that's an inex- that's not a rookie, but it's a rookie in a division. Uh, he is maximizing his potential. They're they're managing him very very well. He's definitely got a head for the game, but he has never faced an opponent like me. If David Del Rio wins, he's facing an opponent like David Del Rio. But if I win, and if I end up facing Griffin Newman instead of Page. It's kind of all on me because it's my responsibility to stop this juggernaut. I'd probably feel something like booster gold going up against doomsday. Yeah. You're like, Oh, okay. Well maybe I can do this before he kills Superman. What are we doing here? Um, but uh, I think I actually stand a really good chance because I've got the experience. Uh, I have been, uh, I've, I've, I've won multiple belts. I've proven myself at free for all more than he has. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that if it ends up coming down to me and Newman, that's going to be one hell of a match. And I think that uh, Newman is actually potentially going to really meet his match that day. Yeah. Then again, if I play Paige, we're looking at someone who, as much as we're all hyping up Griffin Newman, she she just beat Griffin Newman, if that's the case. And as a result, that they, they become the toughest person on this side of the bracket. And Absolutely. now it's my responsibility to take down Paige before this other rookie comes in and obliterates the league and makes all of us veterans obsolete. So either way, that's a lot of pressure on me. Yes. But again, I can't think about, you, you got to stop doing this. I got to focus on Del Rio right now. I have got to focus on the person in front of me because if I'm, if I go out there to, put, to play Del Rio and I'm thinking about playing Paige, then I'm not going to be ready for Del Rio. I have to be ready for Del Rio. So let's talk about spectacular. I know you got a match. <laughs> sure, no, no, no. We can talk. And listen, I'm also, I'm, that's the other thing. My focus is already divided enough because I'm thinking yeah. about the team's match. But yeah, we can't talk about other stuff. I'm just letting you know, like, I can't, I don't want to spend all this time focusing on Griffin Newman or Paige because I really got to focus on who's right in front of me. So let's focus on who's right in front of you. And that's lightning time. That's correct. Now, I think a lot of people at the beginning of the season, oh, they pick, they, they're keeping Drew McWeeney. They've got Ethan Irwin. Drew's one of the best team's players. Uh-huh. They're going to put these two together. Then they put Liz Shannon Mill and Ethan together. And I don't know if people like questioned it, but everyone's like, oh, that's interesting. Liz is really good. Yeah. And now they're playing for a belt. Ethan, and we always, Ethan's always had this thing about him like, oh, Ethan's really good. Just imagine if he studied. Now Ethan's studying and <laughs> he's very dangerous right now. Genuinely terrifying. Right yeah. So, but I got to say you guys, after winning a collision against corruption, it's tough to say Shazam is not the best team of all time. I know we've got the Patriots. Christian has all- somehow managed to do that. 
Which <laughs> is very, very consistent about it. Because, like, I compare, like, the Patriots, you know, when, like, the, the Celtics won, like, 11 titles when there's, you know, 10 teams in the NBA. And it's uh, still 10 titles. It still makes yeah. a difference. Yeah, it's impressive. But you guys are playing it, like, you guys are playing in a time where everybody is studying. Everybody's in study groups on stream yards, uh, strategizing, yeah. getting managed. All of these things have changed the game. And you guys are still winning these championships. How are you guys viewing lightning time? Again. And uh, Brendan is entirely on my side on this. We approach the game very much the same way uh, after all this time working together. Uh, we approach Lightning Time as though they're the toughest team that has ever existed. And for all we know, they might be. Uh, you know, they got a loss on their record. Uh, hell, we got two. So that doesn't mean anything. That's just a yeah. bad day. They're incredibly tough. Ethan is a multiple-time champion. Um, and Liz kicked my butt once before. So we're taking her very, very seriously as well. I know Liz rather well from within the industry, uh, incredibly wonderful person. Ethan is a very nice person as well, but when you're on a showdown match with them, all they are is a threat and they're a dangerous team because their base knowledge between them is incredibly powerful. What I'm hoping we can take advantage of is the fact that, you know, me and the kid, we come from different generations. Mm -hmm. Like the movies I grew up with are not the movies Brendan grew up with. And the movies you grew up with are the ones that you don't just know, they're burned into your DNA. So like the movies I grew up with, like the 80s and 90s, Brendan knows them, but not as well as he knows movies from like the 2000s and 2010s. And that's vice versa for me. So we've got all of this covered. And I think the fact that Liz Shannon Miller and Ethan are so much closer in terms of their focus and their interest and their generations, we're hoping that that might create a dynamic where we can slip in and take advantage of a blind spot that they both have. Yeah. But that's all a big if. That is all a big if. Uh, they both have some really potentially dangerous uh, strengths. Uh, Ethan Irwin has been playing and studying for inner geekdom. So any inner geekdom slice yeah. can end up on that wheel. And that could be really, really dangerous. Could be something we don't even see coming. Uh, so we've also had to focus on making sure we're ready for that, which is a level that Shazam hasn't consistently played on before. So that's a concern. Um, they're, they're a really, really tough team. And I suspect this is going to be one of those matches where it's not about who can play a game of gotcha. Yeah. Like who can put like, you know, the, the wheel slice that's literally stuff Shazam doesn't know like on the wheel, I think it's going to come down more likely to these are both teams that can put up a hell of a lot of points and it's going to be a knockdown drag out fight because that's most of what Shazam's wins have been, have been knockdown drag out yes. fights, even against opponents. People don't talk about very much anymore. Our second match ever was against the movie guys and they had us. They came really close if they knew their five and they were really close to it. Shazam's legacy, Shazam's story is over, basically. We probably yeah. wouldn't have lasted. But we've done a really, really good job of fighting incredibly tough opponents and keeping it close, keeping it to the wire, and winning not because of, like, wild, crazy strategy, but winning because at the end of the day, we're more comfortable with the game, we know the game, and we really know our movies. I was going to ask that because, you know... And I feel like I don't want to say you're selling yourself short, but I know Ethan's been studying inner geekdom, but you also stole two questions against Chance and Mike. One's won the inner geekdom tournament last year, and the other one is Mike Kalinowski. True. So it's a feather in our cap. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a nice touch. But like, how yeah. do you strategize for these opponents that just 
they might have a blind spot, but like, are you like, uh, it's, is it like tough to not laser focus? Like they don't know you, this. The idea of the, the idea of focusing on an opponent's blind spot is a really, really great like idea in theory. And you get really, really excited about it. Like, Oh, I'm going up against, I don't, I'm, I'm just picking someone random and making something up. I'm going up against Mike Kalinowski and everyone knows Mike Kalinowski hates Paul Newman. So I'll put Paul Newman on there and then Mike Kalinowski will spin Paul Newman and then he won't get any questions right. And that can happen. You can yeah. get lucky and give and do that. Bateman's done that a couple of times and it always looks really, really good when he does. But you can't depend on that mm. because what's going to happen is if you're if, like, let's say you're, I, I'm up there and you've got a slice up there that's like, I don't know, Abbas Kiarostami films. Well, I've only seen a couple of those. So I'm not happy about that slice. I'm going to spin away from that slice. And let's say I'm looking at the wheel, I spin the wheel, and I put two things on there, but because I'm nervous about that slice, I land on, I don't know, 90s? And I'm just like, well, I definitely don't want that other slice, so I'll just, I'll just take 90s. And then all of that effort you did to memorize Abbas Kiarostami, maybe it'll come up later, maybe it won't, yeah. but you can't really prep for that. So you do the best you can. You say to yourself, what are this person's strengths? If they have clear strengths that they use consistently, you bone up on those because they might come up. Then again, if they're playing the game well, they probably know that people know that this is their strength. I don't think Mike Kalinowski has used James Bond in a while. And it's because people know he knows that. I, mean, I, yeah. I assume. I don't think he's forgotten everything he knows about James Bond. But I think it's because people expect him to use it so that could be a smart strategy play where i'm let's say i'm going up against mike kalinowski okay i'm going to spend two days studying every single thing about james bond and then i could get in there and he could put Whoopi goldberg on the wheel yeah and now i've just wasted all that time i could have been studying for Whoopi goldberg so i think this is one of the reasons why at the end of the day you can strategize all you want but the game favors more often than not, people with an incredibly broad knowledge, people who can really kill it in round one, and people who, if you give them any slice, they can probably at least do okay. And then when you study on top of that and you really focus and you make sure that if a slice lands that goes that, that you've studied, you can kill it, then you become next level. So that's really what the focus is. And that's the danger of lightning time is they're both that. They're both these like yeah. super wide knowledge players where anything they land on they'll probably be fine so it's not about playing a game of gotcha it's about maximizing our opportunity for points absolutely we got a super chat here from maxwell haddad gleaning oh. as much strategy from bibs as i can before my match in a few hours love y'all good luck max there's some big good fdl luck. matches happening today and i know i know i don't want to ask you about that because you're, you're focused on you got you got big matches ahead of you too when will you consider like shazam like is there any any future at all where you and Brendan aren't playing together? I mean, even I mean, if you know you lose, even if you lose on Friday, like I can't imagine you I guys breaking it, up. Even if we lost, there's this thing where like you, you break up a team if the team isn't working anymore. Yeah. Uh, and I think one loss, we would still be what? Like 11 and three. I think at that point, I think so yeah, I think it's hard to argue that Shazam just suddenly doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So I don't think if we lost, we would just break up. If we started losing consistently, then we might look elsewhere. But I will say this. I don't see that happening. I think Brendan and I have got something really, really good together. I think we've got a great rapport. I think we complement each other well. We study really, really well together. Um, and um, I don't want to break up. 
with Brendan. Brendan is a brilliant competitor, not just in his knowledge, but also in his strategy and his way. I'm a better player for having played with Brendan. So that's the last thing I want. However, and it is worth noting here, sometimes things happen that have nothing to do with the game. Yeah. Like, for example, the odd couple broke up, not because they wanted to, but because Mark Andreco got busy with his outside work. Brendan Meyer is a working actor. He could end up like getting a lead role in some big movie and then he has to he can't focus any time on the game and he just has to leave. Yeah. And if that happens and he has to leave long enough that it's not just a quick break, he's, he's just gone, I would have to consider finding a new teammate. So I would do that in that situation. And I'm sure if the opposite happened, he would do the same. And I would hope he would because he's too brilliant and talented not to. Um, so I'm not saying it could never happen, but what I can say with some confidence is that nobody wants it and nobody's looking ahead that far. Now, your other team, uh, last question of the day, because we're going to head out in a little bit. Your other team, Press Room, has got a big match coming up against Danger Zone, the, the, you know, the chosen ones for this season for the team's <laughs> title. Uh, yeah. You know, it's that, you know, people were like, oh, my gosh, Ben Bateman, Dan Merle teaming up together. Yeah. How are you prepping them for that? I know you got well, your own thing, but, you know, studying studying as well together. How's that wanna, going? I don't want to uh, – uh, th- that match is – obviously, Danger Zone is a dangerous, uh, zonerous team. Yeah, they are uh, zonerous. We, they're incredibly zonerous. Um, we when that team first formed at the beginning of the of the season, everyone I'm, – I, and I'm, I'm with them. Everyone was like, ah, crap. Now – Ah, they're going to be tough to beat, aren't they? Like even, even in the worst case scenario, they're going to be a really, really tough team. And I know Brendan and I were just looking like, it's like, it's like seeing a trailer. Like eventually we're going to have to play danger zone. Maybe this season, maybe next season, eventually, but like eventually we're going to have to play those guys. And that's going to be a really, really tough match. Uh, So obviously we're very concerned about danger zone. And I think you'd be foolish not to, even with my philosophy of treat every opponent, whoever they are, as the toughest opponent you ever faced Mm -hmm. danger zone might very well be. Um, So we are training for it and we are helping the press room uh, get ready for it. And I don't want to go into too much detail about what our methods are for that, because I think we've actually got a really, really good coaching style and some really, really good advice. And as much as I'm happy to talk strategy, I also don't want to give away faction secrets in terms of how we prep people and how we get, you know, people to the point where they are, you know, taken Bateman into sudden death, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So we do have a system. We do have very specific tenets that we teach our players. Uh, and we do have very specific modes of studying that do seem to bear fruit. So what I will say is that after that loss against Newman, Josh has not lost his edge. Good. Josh has not lost his zeal. And uh, Josh is not particularly discouraged Although uh, anyone after a big loss like that is going to be like a little like, okay, well, I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. So don't expect some kind of meek, uh, humbled uh, press room to go into that match. Expect a team that is absolutely prepared to take down Danger Room and maximize their opportunity to win that match. Uh, Danger Room could very well win that match, but that's true for any match anyone plays. Anyone playing can win a match, but do not sleep on press room. 
because press room we are we are trying to make sure that press room knows as much about this game as shazam does and is Mm. as good as this game as shazam because in a perfect world we would love to play press room at spectacular we want that to be an all quirky marks affair as much as we can so fingers crossed we can get them there i know they're super talented Perry is one of the most underappreciated competitors in the game. Josh is one of the all-star rookies this season for a reason. They're, they work really, really well together. Anything can happen. But, of course, it is Dan and Ben. So, you know, yeah. and it, it, that's that, might, that, might, that could just be it right there. They could just be like, we're Dan and Ben. And we're like, oh, okay, never mind. Bye. <laughs> and then. And then we end up playing them at Spectacular, or if we lose against Lightning Time and a number one contender's match, something could happen. Something could happen. Something could happen. Yeah, All right, Bibbs, dangerous. we are going to get you out of here because I know okay. you have an incredibly busy schedule. Uh, is there anything you want to plug before you head out? Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, I'm, I have the Critically Acclaimed Network, uh, which is our podcast with me and Whitney Seibold. We have a lot of stuff over there uh, to enjoy. Many, many podcasts. We have a Patreon patreon.com slash critically acclaimed network and i you've actually got me at a loss for once i don't have any soaps on you me, don't salt- ha- oh my god ladies and gentlemen they're in another room we got him they're we in another him. room uh but <laughs> salt cat soap is our etsy store you can find us on twitter and instagram at salt cat soap you can also find salt cat soap on etsy that's where we sell our soaps we have a lot of seasonal soaps uh we have a lot of pumpkins pumpkin spice type stuff uh we're getting ready uh some of our holiday yuletide christmas uh, uh stock we're going to be debuting that pretty soon as well uh so and of course we have a ton of other soaps as well they make great gifts stocking stuffers uh please check it out uh, tory extras really, really donated so twenty dollars hello you. to two of my favorite men Loving my salt cat soap. Thank you so much. That means the world to us. Uh, in fact, uh, my partner Michelle, uh, they are making soaps like as we speak. Nice. Uh, so, like we are, we are building up our stock for the holiday season. Uh, we're expecting a bit of a rush because the glowing ghost soaps that we had for Halloween sold like hotcakes. Like we had. Nice. We do have a few right now. It is not too late. If you want to head on over to Salt Cat Soap, we have ghosts. There are soaps that look like ghosts, and if you leave them out in the light for a little while, turn off the light, they glow in the dark. That's and they're really amazing. Neat. They're really neat. They're very affordable. They're very fun, uh, and they're so popular. We were going to make them a seasonal item, but I think we're going to make them a perennial because people just love them so much. So, I think you um, should. It's a good yeah. business move. So uh, anyway, thank you to everybody who's already bought some. We've had a lot of support from the Schmodown community, and it means the world to us. And if you haven't tried it yet, we hope you do because we're really proud of the soaps we make. They're really, yeah. really, really fun. That's always good. Guys, we're going to head up for the day as well. Thank you guys so much. Big FCL warfare going on at 3 p.m. PT. Make sure you guys are there. Twitch.tv slash the Schmodown. Got a lot of big matches over there happening, so go check that out. Uh, Join the Patreon today, patreon.com slash Schmodown. That is where you will see Lightning Time versus shazam on the oh, pay-per-view guys on I've friday had nightmares about this match please see this match it's been <laughs> don't watch such this a match it is going uh. to be a barn burner Woo. thank you to bibs thank you to late to the party and robert for joining us today have a great day guys i will see you at 3 p.m over on the twitch channel bye-bye growl growl when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.